Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always, always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it Hi, going, Ellen? Um, things are good. I've got a. Ha- <laughs> I might be have some people over at my house. That... She might not be following <laughs> protocol here. So shh, keep it on the yeah. DL, everybody. Yeah. Today we are chatting about uh, Waking Up with the Duke by Lorraine Heath in today's episode. But first, Mom, what have you been watching lately with all... We talked re- we talked a while about a while ago about the binges, but I know that both of us have moved on in our binges since then. We have. Um, I have been re-watching Chuck because I find that show delightful. And um, just delightful. two words, Zachary... Levi. Yeah. And um, that particular series, he starts out kind of goofy looking, but by the time you get to like season four, he's like so dishy. And it's like, oh, Zachary, hello. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're supposed to be buying that you're a uh, grotesque nerd. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Even in the beginning, it's like, okay, sure. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so he's just delightful. Another one of our Comic-Con buddies. But... Yes. um. So I've been watching a lot of that um, with my company that might be here at my house or might not. <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to say? They had never watched Dairy Girls, so we did a little Dairy Girls binge yesterday. Well, and then when you guys were talking about watching Dairy Girls, it made me want to watch Dairy Girls for like the eighth time. So I've also been watching Dairy Girls. So um, those are some of the things I've been watching. And you've been watching your Ghost Hunters. I did watch our ghost movies again with people, company I might have or might not. (laughs) I've been watching more Top Chef and then I've been watching old seasons of Drag Race because I'm loving, if anybody's watching Drag Race, I'm very upset with how things are going down with like some of the the drama but i really love the cast this season but then it made me want to go back and watch old seasons of drag race so i'm watching i've been watching a lot of drag race this week but i also like went out for i took a couple of days off this week and went out into the country um and it was lovely it was exactly what i needed just because it was nice to be outside i like got a sunburn because i was outside so much and my dog was tromping around pastures with horses and rolling around in horse crap. And um, so it was, it was lovely to get away from the binging for a while. Well, I did a crazy thing yesterday. Yes, she did. <laughs> I cut my hair all off. Um, it, it's pretty butchy looking, but it's, uh, I tried, was trying to get some of my color cut off and my niece, who may or may not be visiting me, has a cosmetology <laughs> license thing. And so she cut my hair all off. And she kept saying, are you sure you want this short? She says, do you want to leave it? I said, no, just cut it all off. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. I don't know if I'm so, ready to post pictures yet. I, I've got to wait till it relaxes a little bit. I have very thick, coarse hair. So yes. when I cut it really short... It tends to go, like, straight out. I, yes. I mean, literally. it's. <laughs> it doesn't look bad, though. It looks it looks good. So, um, And her gray is starting to look, starting to poke out. There's a lot of it there. So, <laughs> I don't think we talked about on the podcast that you're doing that. No, we just I did, talked about I on the Facebook group. put a lot of it. I put a lot of stuff on Facebook about it. But, yeah, I'm growing out my color. I didn't have to grow out my color because I get it. I do it at home and I get it in the mail. But my, literally, my husband's been asking me for years, you know, wanting me to stop coloring it. And so lately, I've been thinking, ah, oh, I should stop coloring my hair. And then when this all went down, I thought, okay, if I'm going to stop, this would be the perfect time to do it. Yeah. First of all, everyone totally. else is having to go through it. So, you know, you don't feel like a weirdo. And then, uh, you know, you don't have to see people for a very long time. So, Yeah. So I thought, oh, I'm never, I, hopefully I'll never get this opportunity again. So I thought, might as well do it. So I've been growing it out. It's been six weeks since I colored my hair. I've And mom colors her hair. Like you do it Every often. three weeks. I've been coloring my hair every three weeks for years. 
Yeah, that's crazy. So it's funny because mom and I used we used to use the same hair color and our hair looked completely <laughs> different because mom was coloring hers on like white and I was coloring mine on dark brown and so they looked like two totally different colors. Well, it was like a while after we'd been doing it for a while, we realized, oh, we use the exact same shade of color of the exact same brand. Brand. <laughs> it's like, how come they don't look anything alike? <laughs> it's like, well, mom, I hate to break it to you, but I think I know why. <laughs> well, so I'm going right. I'm going to sparkle. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, so that's what we've been up to. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about about Waking Up with the Duke by Lorraine Heath. This is the third book in her London's Greatest Lovers series. It is preceded by Passions of a Wicked Earl and Pleasures of a Notorious Gentleman. Um, Here is the back cover (laughs) description. I'm not even going to harass you about this anymore because it just seems to be the thing now. Yeah, I'm just going to do it. So just go However, if you ever don't do it all, I am going to act shocked. I know. You will. Um, Okay. Renowned for his bedchamber prowess, Ransom Seymour, the Duke of Ainsley, owes a debt to a friend, but the payment expected is most shocking, even to an unrepentant rake, for he's being asked to provide his friend's exquisite wife with what she most dearly covets, a child. Lady Jane Seymour, Marchioness of Walford, is furious that such a scandalous agreement would be made. If she acquiesces, there must be rules. No kissing and certainly no pleasure. But unexpected things occur with the surprisingly tender Duke, especially once Lady Jane discovers the rogue can make her dream again, and Ransom realizes he's found the one woman he truly cannot live without. When I was reading that, I'm like, who the heck is Ransom? (laughs) Because they never call him Ransom. They've never, I don't even know if I knew his name. Yeah, and so, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever called him Ransom. His name is Ainsley. Ainsley. Um, But I guess that's his first name at some point. That's the way those Brits do it. They probably called him that in one of the other books. I read all three books. Ellen Um, did not. I've read the first one a long time ago, like when it first came out. Well, I think I had read the first one a long time ago, too, because it it seemed really familiar to me as I was reading it. This one almost seemed familiar to me sometimes when I was, I was like, have I read this? I have to keep thinking And I'm sure that this is, and I'm sure you can all let me know, because you know my brain doesn't work very well, but I'm sure, I'm pretty sure this is attached to another series that she had, because they discussed going to some ball. And I was like, I know these people who were, whose ball they're at. I've read this book before. So, um, not well, in this book, but in we, other Lorraine, we've both read a, a few a lot Lorraine, of Lorraine Heath, Heath yeah. series. So, Okay. Mom, what did you think of Waking Up with the Duke? I really like this book. I did have some problems. Well, and we'll talk about it more. Um, mm-hmm. I had some problems getting on board due yeah. to the premise of some of this. Even yeah. after the first chapter, I was like, wow, this is going to be interesting to see if she can get me yeah, on board she, with this whole thing. <laughs> she really gives herself, like, quite the task here. Yes. Like, quite the uphill battle, I think. Um, especially in terms of a romance love story, you know. She she has quite the quite the task. And I I think she succeeds. Like right. I think she does yeah, at the end of the as book, good as was, you possibly could. At the end of the book I was glad that um uh it had all I mean, I was happy for them. It had a happily ever after, everything was great and hunky dory. It kind of played out the way it had to play out, or else there was yeah. no way it was gonna work. Yeah. And um so I well, but and we'll discuss it more, I know. Yeah. But I liked it. I really liked it. When all was said and, I, and done, I enjoyed the book. Yeah. I think I'm I'm a really enjoyed, really liked. I think that's kind of probably where I am. Just in large part because I think she is such a good writer. She has she has really good prose and yeah. really pretty writing. Um, I, I should also say, say oh. I listened to this one. Yeah. Because I, I have a crochet project that I'm working on. I was like, I want to keep working on this and I don't want to just, you know, I want to multitask a bit. So I did listen to this one. I should say that I read all three books. And I think the second one was my favorite. And I don't know if it's because it had a military aspect to it that, you know, and I have a military man in my life. But um, 
I, I mean, I enjoyed them all, but I think the second one was my favorite. Which is funny because that's the one I haven't read now. I've read, well, I know I've read the first and this one now. Um, yeah. Okay, Mom, what did you think of Jane as our heroine? Um, I like Janie. I like, I like Jane a lot. I, she was put in a very precarious position. Yeah. And, um, she had to be written in such a way that you liked her, even though she was doing something kind of troubling and troubling for her too. I mean, she had a hard time with it too. So, um, no, I liked Jane a lot. I thought she was... Great. I and I felt for her throughout yeah. because she really struggles with with what she's doing, but also she's, you know, she's in a situation where it, it is, you know, her marriage is in a difficult situation. Right. And, and if she it were wants, today, there would be ways to make it happen. Yeah, but it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And um, so I felt for her. I felt for like her desires and. You know, that she was in a, where she wanted kids, but she also wanted to stay faithful to this husband that she made vows to. Um, And then I felt for her in the end when, spoiler alert, you know, she finds out that maybe her marriage wasn't everything she thought it was. Yeah. Which we're going to talk about. But yes. yeah, so I liked her character. She's not anything, like, amazing where I'm right. like, oh, I love her. I want to spend so much time with her. But I, I liked her convictions and um, her strength and also, like, the fact that she stuck with her husband and was um, – and I, I did like her journey with, with Ainsley where he is kind of telling her, like, you can't just give up on everything – just because he can't do it. Like, yeah. that just hurts him more because Well, and I, and I did love her, like, climbing trees and stargazing and all this, you know. Yeah. Kind of silly things she did with him, so. Yeah. Um, what did you think of Ainsley as our hero? I loved Ainsley. And I, I really liked him through the whole series. He's kind of the, even though he's the youngest of the three brothers, he was kind of the one that was, like, they all went to him when they had a problem because he mm-hmm. was always able to think things through and solve their problems and he was the kind of the mortar in there uh, yeah <laughs> that held this whole thing together because the, the other two had you know lots of problems <laughs> but um yeah so I really liked him through the whole series and then I, I thought he was I thought he was great and I think that he also you know was dealing with a really difficult I mean that would it would be well a and especially yeah, especially as they get further into it and you know, maybe if if we if there was a situation where it had to be like that today, like people would find ways to make it work, but because of, you know, bloodlines and things like that, there yeah. was no way he could, you know, make any sort of claim to this child. So he's literally and it's the child of his friends who so he's going to have to watch this child grow up and all of that and so I really yeah so that was well and he had this title that he wanted to be able to give to his child but wasn't going to be able to because he wasn't going to be able to claim it as an own child and it was just just a hot mess of you know British aristocracy (laughs) yeah yeah basically and you know it's in the beginning when Walford's like you think everybody who's been on the throne is is (laughs) legitimate (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was um, it was a difficult. I guess we should probably explain that, you know, in case you haven't read it. Um, her husband has been crippled in an accident, and he paralyzed basically paralyzed, from like yeah. the waist and down. He and Ainsley were in the accident together, and Ainsley was always under the impression that he had been driving, and it was his fault. The accident was his fault, and um, now. Walford's wife just wanted to have a baby mm-hmm. and there was no way he could get her pregnant so he asked Ainsley to spend a month with her and get her with child yeah and in the beginning she hated Ainsley because she blamed him for 
And Ainsley's always obviously had some sort of unrequited. Yeah. I mean, he even says once he, the, when he first met her, he wished he had met her first. And, you know, he, yeah. he had feelings for, with her for the, from the beginning. And um, anyway. But, and as is always the case, he's this unrepentant rake who's really not maybe as rakish as everybody thinks he well, is. Well, I even highlighted a line of the book where it, because in every single one of these books, and in every single, like, book I've read, these rogues or these rakes who have just, like, hit everything that, in a skirt in England. Yeah. But then they meet that one girl, and she's di- she seems different than all the others. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Yes, mom. This, this sweet little virgin who you're taking. Yeah. <laughs> She's better hey, than anyone she, else you've ever had. She huh? was she wasn't a sweet little virgin. She wasn't in this that. book, but um you know, in others. Uh anyway, it just it cracks me up when they'd say that every time. It was different than anything else I'd ever experienced. Well, no. and you know, they kept talking about how he's hit everything that moves like you said. And um Maybe it's talked about more in the first two books, but like we don't really get a sense of that no. in this one. And other you really than the dealt fa- with Ainsley being that way, but all the other brothers were that way. I mean, like pretty bad. And like the first brother, a lot like, of it while is he was like married. A lot of it in this one is like tell and not show. Like yeah. we just keep hearing people making bets on who he's gonna hit it with and um, all sorts of stuff, but you don't really like get a sense that he's because even when him and Jane are together, he's not super like debonair and super well, schmoozy or anything. I think anything. he's trying to hold it back a little bit. Yeah. Because he didn't have, like, she had all these rules when they were together that she, because, and, and, um, so he wasn't able to work his charms like he w- normally would, I don't think. But Yeah. He is very swoony, though, and he's apparently a very proficient uh, lover. And um, I did, I really liked him as a character. I liked all of his like when he would go to the fair and buy something from every vendor <laughs> and then just give it to all the servants and things like that. Just so that he could spread his wealth around a little bit and he'd buy the weeds from the little girl. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I, I I really liked him and I also felt for him throughout this whole thing, yeah. especially as it starts to kind of hit home more that he's going to have to watch her and his child from like a distance and... Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, that was that was sad. Okay, we kind of touched on this, but let's talk about this premise. What worked for you? What didn't work for you? First, let's talk about their plan to get her with baby. Well, in chapter one, I even told Ellen, I said, because Ellen hadn't even started the book yet, and I said, just so you know, this is going to be an uphill battle to get me on board with this premise, because I mm-hmm. just had all kinds of issues with, you know... I get it. I get where they were coming from, but the execution of all of it just seemed like it was doomed for disaster. Um, him wanting his wife to get pregnant with another man's baby. I mean, it just, and especially in a romance novel, you're, you just know it's not going to play out that way. Well, here's the, th- here's the problem that I had with the premise. I mean, so yes, it's, it is an uphill battle. My other problem is because it's a romance novel, I basically knew as soon as the premise was explained, husband is going to have to die and husband is going to have to be somewhat of a villain. Right. Something is going to be revealed to make him somewhat of a villain. Of a villain. Now, I I knew he was going to have to die or there was just no way this was going to work. Yeah. I I do think, uh, because there's some listener feedback where they really have a problem with Walfort. Um I do, I obviously, I am not happy with his decisions and life choices. Um, but also, like, I think she did a good job where he was as nice of a guy. He was as yeah. unvillainous as she I wouldn't she could. call him a villain. He just, yeah, had made some dumb choices. I mean. Well, and here's the thing. <laughs> that was happening a hell of a lot more than I think we see oh, in romance absolutely. novels usually. <laughs> And the whole secret family and mistresses and things like that. Yeah. I mean, that was way more common to the point where I was like, honey, why are you like as shocked as you are right now? <laughs> but yeah, um, I never felt he was a villain. I just felt he was, oh, dude. I knew that he you was going to have choices. to do. 
Yeah, I knew he was going to have to do something where she felt somewhat vindicated. Going to Ainsley without the whole um, mourning process and all that going. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah. So, I I thought it was a really interesting plot for a romance novel. Because even though, like I said, I know what's going to have to happen. Like, yeah, let's see how this goes down exactly and and what choices she makes to make this a romance novel that still works with an HEA and all of that so um I'm glad that there was that there ends up being more justification um for them to be together than just he's better at sex than her husband is right (laughs) because for a little while I was a little worried about that (laughs) Well, and um, well, and then the whole thing about how she even said, because, you know, it had come out that her husband never had sex with her when the lights were on and never had sex during the day and, and never even took their clothes off while they were having, you know, when they had had sex and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And then when she found out about the secret family that he had, she realized, oh, so all the good stuff he'd done with this other lady mm-hmm. and she had just... So I was just getting his crumbs, is what she says, and and um, which I will be honest, like I, when they were kind of hinting that, well, let's do this. Um, okay, so they obviously start to fall in love. She goes back home and finds out that she is pregnant with Babe. Um, they're both miserable because they both like obviously are kind of in love with each other. Um, at that point, how did you think things were going to work out? Okay, first of all, I want to back up a little bit because I wasn't sure how you were going to break down the questions. I do want to yeah. say, the whole time they spent together... Um, at the like, cottage. At the cottage, the whole month that they were together, and that's when they were falling in love with one another. I Because usually when you read a romance novel, and the two, the hero and heroine, are just falling in love, you know, you get all swoony and excited about it. I had a hard time getting on board with this because of the whole thing about her husband being at home. Now, you have to keep in mind, we didn't know about any of his secret family or any of that as readers. Yeah, we didn't point, know yeah. any of those things. And so it's just her trying to make a baby with another man. And it's it, it was hard for me to, to get, get fully all, on board. Yeah, to get fully on board with this love affair that they were having. I think I didn't have as hard of a time just because I know it's a romance novel. I know know that something is going to pan out to where they are justified to be together. So I was just like, okay. (laughs) So I like kind of forced myself on board. Ainsley knew about the secret family, but she had no idea. Yeah, that's true. She just had... So from her perspective, which was also very similar to our perspective because we didn't know about this, you know, as readers. Um... She just had a, a husband at home who was paralyzed and couldn't make babies. And so here she goes off to make a baby with this man and then ends up falling in love with him. And it, it was just hard for me to get on yeah, board no, with that. I, I now, get that. getting to the end of the story and looking back, I'm like, okay, I'm on board now. But it was it was hard for me to fall for that part of the premise. Yeah, especially because there's a lot of cute stuff that's happening yeah. at the cottage. Like the... I love when they go to the fair and, you know, she rides the merry-go-round or whatever they called it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and, like, stargazing and... And going for the boat ride and all the things. And, and yeah. Um, I will say, to his credit, he he does know about his secret yeah. family, but he doesn't use that as justification. So I think sometimes he, like, kind of hints at it because we don't know about it yet, but he kind of hints at, like... If if, if she knew everything, tell. yeah, yeah, if she knew everything. It would be different. Yeah, there was yeah. that kind of. So you knew something dark was in the background there. Yeah. Um. So to his credit, he does not use that as justification to be like, "Well, it's okay for me to steal his wife because he's cheating on her anyway." <laughs> right, right. You know. Um. And I think that's because it was very common back then yeah. <laughs> for for men to have both yeah. mistresses and wives. Um. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so back to how did you how did you think things were going to pan out, you know, post-cottage? Well, I wasn't positive how it was all going to play out. I knew there was a deep, dark secret in his background. I knew that because they'd hinted at that. 
and I knew he had to die. But he was seemed so healthy and hearty that I yeah. wasn't sure. Well, he how did, but they gonna... they had like hinted at the um, they had hinted at the uh, that he was like getting more and more frail. Um, did you read the author's note at the end? I did not. She she said that um, she talked about how Benjamin Franklin was actually who who like created the catheter Mm -hmm. um and then she said but they still were not disinfecting things and so he got Mm -hmm. septicemia you know because you know sticking a yeah got it a gross rod up here um (laughs) and so uh so that that's and that's what and you know that would take someone very quickly and and because they didn't know about it the doctors were like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's what is how she, what she wrote to be she taking him in the end. The thing to take. Yeah. Well, um, I figured it was something to do with his illness. I mean, obviously. But yeah. um, I knew he had to die. I wasn't sure if he was like something terrible was going to happen. He's going to commit suicide. But the problem with that is she would not come around as quickly if he mm-hmm. had done something like that. Like she would have felt guilty about more guilty. So I didn't see the the secret family thing coming. I I anticipated that he was with another woman on the night that um he and you've got to got keep in, in mind accident. they literally got in the accident cuz they were out celebrating the fact that he just found out his wife was yeah. pregnant. <laughs> yeah. I know. And then she ended um, up losing the baby, but twisted. Um so that was, but I knew something was going to have to happen. Okay, so we've already, in case you can't tell, because we've already been touching on this, Walford gets sick and he sends Ainley, Ainsley to bring him his jewels, which turns out to be his secret family. Um, and then he dies. So what did you make of this first part of the resolution and their to their problems. Well, and first of all, um, Jane was a saint. Yeah. To his wife and daughters, especially yeah. knowing that his, his wife, daughter, like he well, had a the, daughter just before, I mean, she must yeah. have gotten pregnant with her just before the accident. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, Jane was a saint to that woman. Yeah, especially because that woman was very, like, not you know, repentant at all. Yeah. And was just kind of like, hey, thanks for having us. Yeah. <laughs> it's just <You're>, like. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for letting me come to, you know, your husband's funeral and yeah. stay at your house. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So while I thought he was going to have been cheating on her, I did not necessarily see that part coming. Um, and then here's my question to you. Do you think that walford actually did try to grab the reins that night of the crash or do you think he was just trying to say that to ainsley so that ainsley could have some like peace with the situation well no i think he did try i think he did the way it it was explained later because earlier in the story they tried to explain it and and it was that ainsley was driving Mm -hmm. the night of their crash he got thrown clear yeah and he got thrown clear and um Walford got tangled up in the horse reins and everything, and that's how he ended up breaking his back, I'm assuming. But um, uh, Ainsley didn't remember anything. He didn't remember anything of the mm-hmm. accident. Um, at, but Walford, it comes out that he was trying to get the reins away from Ainsley because he didn't feel he was driving fast enough. And so he it sounded like he, he almost threw Ainsley from the you know, it was his trying to get the reins away from him that, that knocked Ainsley oh, out of the okay. carriage before the accident even occurred. So, yeah. which would explain why he got hurt so bad and Ainsley didn't. Um, but he was kind of playing on that guilt, first of all, to get him. He was very manipulative, uh, as you get to yeah. know more about Walford, because he was very manipulative in that, in, in yeah. keeping that part a secret. He was also, because he told... Ains, he had told Ainsley, he said, I can't let the Duke, this, or his earldom, was he, no, he's a Marquess? What was he? Yeah, yeah. I can't let it go to my cousin because he's syphilis ridden and he's yeah. very sick and, and the, he can't. So I need an heir. And um, and none of that was true. 
Yeah. So he was kind of super manipulative. And yes. so I could see him very much keeping that to himself or making Ainsley feel like it was all his fault so that he had that ace in his hole for whatever reason he might want it for. Yeah. No, that's that's a good point. And because I, I wasn't, because he was so just like vehement when he was telling, you know, Ainsley and everybody's like, you don't know what you're saying. I was like, oh, maybe, the, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I figured that that was actually how things went down. Um, but yes, very manipulative. That is definitely a huge point against him. Yeah. I do think like him trying to reach out and and make this happen for Jane was was kind of was sweet and you know I think that was with good intentions but I even I think don't... that was a little manipulative. I think he just wanted the air. I don't know that he cared as much yeah. about Jane getting a baby when all when it all played out cuz he was so excited about the baby and he went on and on about, you know, the, she even said I'm I'm embarrassed by how much he's going on and on about this baby. Um, I think he just wanted the air. You know, otherwise he wouldn't have cared about it going, you know, to his cousin and yeah, and her, you know, because if it was a girl. Do you know what would have been really telling? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. What would have been really telling is if they had a girl and he was just like, uh-uh, like, try again. Um, but well, he we even don't said, he said, that. I guess we'd have to try again. And, and Ainsley's like, well, I don't know who you're going to get to do it because I'm not doing this again. <laughs> and, um, anyway, it was. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, she's a saint and uh, yeah, the more we talk about Welford, the more disappointed <laughs> I am in him. <laughs> he was super manipulative. And um, yeah. I think he was kind of a, a sweet guy, but he just was really made really terrible choices. Yeah. Well, and he even says that to Ainsley, like, you were always yeah, the, good, the one. good one. And I was always a hot mess. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Turns out that maybe you are. <laughs> um, okay. So after he dies, Ainsley is ready to have both Jane and the baby be his, but she is still feeling like she owes it to Walford to, like, let the baby be his by law, you know, legally. So eventually she relents, though, and they get married seconds before she gives birth. Like, seconds. Seconds before. But she wanted it to be born Ainsley's baby so that the baby could be the true heir. Mm-hmm. So what did you make of that as a resolution? What did you think of her kind of dragging her feet? All that. Well, you know, of course, as we look back, it's like, why would she drag her feet? He's hot. She's not married anymore. Her husband's <laughs> well, kind of a, a dick. loser. Yeah. So, so you know, where? why do you feel any... And I think a lot of it, too, was just conventions. I mean, she wanted to go through the mourning period that she was supposed to go through, or it would be scandalous. And... Um, you know, it was just all of those things playing on her. She did yeah. still feel guilty for just a myriad of things. Just guilt is just a horrible thing. And um, but then once his cousin started trying to prove that there's no possible way it could be his baby, because yeah. he actually dug up the mistress. I dug up the mistress. He found his mistress, and she actually confessed to him that yeah, there's no way he, you know, it could be his couldn't baby. Have a baby. He couldn't have sex with anybody. And so the cousin was going to go and, and demand that he get the, the inheritance. And, um, yeah, I think especially at that point, she, she should have just been like, okay, yeah, let's not fight it then. Let's just, let's just yeah. But, you know, they've got to, it's like when they're defusing a bomb in a movie. You know, it's got to be at the last second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or it's and the not thing, worth it. And I do think she does a good job of, you know, they both recognize that he made mistakes and like did things to piss both of them off but they did both still love yeah. Walford you know yeah. in their own ways like I said and I don't think he was he was kind of a sweet guy he just made he was just made stupid choices yeah um so but yeah I I was still when I was reading it I'm like what do you owe this guy honey like <laughs> Let marry the guy that you like are in love with. Let who is him the father of your baby. Who is the father who of your child? Has a ton of money. What yeah. is the downside to this? 
<laughs> well, and, you know, I mean, and it's like he said, it's like the baby is going to be shrouded in gossip anyway. Like, yeah. let's just embrace it and, let's you know, let things. Let's just put my name behind it and yeah. it'll all blow over. So, especially like, I don't know, those things, those things seem to find a way of, you know, when the child gets, gets older and starts to look more and more like Ainsley, it's yeah. like. Yeah, that's the problem in this book, too. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. So, I was glad, and I, I did really like that scene where she calls him into the the birthing room and is just like, let's just do this. Go get a priest. Let's do this now. And, um, yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah, and just, like, right before the baby was born, she's... Yeah. Okay, now pronouncing your bad <laughs> like, wife. I'm out of here. <laughs> they're kicking the priest out as as he's reading the end of the vows. She's going into labor. Um, yeah. And, you know, I wouldn't think, because that's a big deal in book two, because he looks, the guy looks so much like, the hero looks so much like, you know, his actual father, who he didn't know who his actual father was. And um, I wouldn't think that much about it, except that I have a granddaughter who looks so much like her father. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> She's like a freaking mini me of Ryan, who is, who's baby been on the show. Side by side are crazy. Well, so, even as she's getting older, she still looks a I lot know. like Ryan. I know. It's too like bad. Ryan, her, her mom is so pretty. <laughs> She'll be pretty too. And my granddaughter is adorable, even though she looks like she's... her dad. <laughs> she is so funny. Um. Okay, did you care more about Tessa and Leo having just read the whole series? Because, I did. spoiler alert, I did not really care about them. Right. I did care more than you. However, yeah. I still think it could have just been a caveat, even in the epilogue, of you know them getting together. And, in fact, the epilogue could have been them all getting together for their wedding. And um, it would have saved kind of a big chunk of the story in the middle that, you know, there there was just a lot of time, and I realized that this is series payoff. But there was a lot of stuff where I was just like, okay, 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 yeah. You know, just kind of well, even I because I just over. read the whole series, and I was still like, okay, let's just save their story till the end of this. Let me get. I want to read and see what happens to these guys. I don't. Yeah. Know, let's put Leo and and Tessa at the end. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I could tell that it was. Definitely much more for people who have just read the whole series than me jumping in on the last book and just reading this one. But yeah, okay, let's talk about sex. Hey, by the way, what was I just? Oh, I was just watching Dairy Girls and they actually had that song playing, and I was like, oh, hey, it's my song. <laughs> Is it really your song? Are we? Yeah, <laughs> not Salt and Pepper, Ellen. I'm just, that's Salt and Pepper, right? Who sing that song? Um, okay. What did you think about, um, there's quite a bit of it. There's quite a bit of it. And this is, I mean, this, we've had this in other books, but where they're jumping into it before really, um, any real feelings are right. being had. Um. Well, even, cause she, that first, the first time it was like heartbreaking cause she like cried afterwards and yeah, it was, and that's, you know, part, that's. Some of the things that made it hard for me to yeah get on board get. with them because it was hurting her i mean it was damaging her that this was that she was doing this mm-hmm. and uh, and enjoying it yeah Ooh. i think that even made it harder for her yeah it made it harder <laughs> on her um so uh yeah it was yeah it was yeah it was what so there is a lot of sex scenes in this one but it is one where i feel like there was substance behind the sex scenes because right. the, the so much of explained, yeah, yeah, because so much of what, um, so much of their relationship is being built on the physical at that point, especially when they're at the cottage, right. and like that scene when it's her last day and they keep, they just keep having sex over know, and over and, and over again. They didn't want to part. They didn't want it to be their last time, and and she um, had kissed him all month, and then she kisses him in the carriage just before they leave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This one is definitely much more, like, angsty and mm-hmm. emotional than 
a lot of the other ones we read, which tend to be a little more fluffy and fun. Um, Okay, Mom, what was your swooniest moment? Um, I really liked the scene where where he takes her out and they're watching the meteor shower. And... um, and she's like, what do I do now? And he's like, make a wish. And she said, can I make a wish for every one of them? And he says, you can have all the wishes that you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was good. Um, I really like the birthing bed marriage, but I, that's not necessarily my swooniest moment. I think I'll go with their first kiss out on the terrace and just where she kind of gets that first sampling of like, oh, so... This is like what true passion can be yeah. like. And, and he says, a kiss need not be the start of anything. It owns itself. It is simply what it is. <laughs> and, you know, just where. And I liked that that kind of philosophy carried through where it's like, yeah. a kiss doesn't need to lead to anything. It's just like an, ex, an exhibition of, you know, well, that my kiss feelings. is what got kind of got her juices flowing and so that's why she said made the rule that they no kisses no kisses we better not do that part (laughs) she's like i liked that a little a little too much okay let's hear what some of the listeners had to say about this book sarah says i liked this book but found it really hard to get into in the beginning much like mom I actually didn't like any of the characters until Jane let her guard down. Her husband was disgusting, but I think many men of that time were due to social rules and expectations. I loved the HEA. Yeah, the thing is, is uh, I, I mean, I don't give him allow, I don't give him allowances, and I'm not trying to like cut him slack. But it was so much more common yeah. back then, and um, I actually kind of respect her for putting that in because think it's a truth of marriages back then that we just don't talk about you know as much especially with our romance novels um kelsey said i really enjoyed this book much more than i thought i would considering the premise i hated walford he was an ass but i couldn't help but fall for ainsley i also thought jane shouldn't have uh, been should have been more upset at walford at either and finding out the truth instead of being a good wife. I can't express how I hated Walford. Ugh. <laughs> Ainsley was a fantastic was fantastic and I felt so bad for him. Yeah. That I was really feeling bad. I was feeling bad. And for his you. and how his mom was just like, I'm worried about him. This is not gonna end well for him. Um, Cynthia says, I really liked this book, but I committed a cardinal sin. I read ahead and towards the end because I wanted to know if the cheating would be justified and if Walford was really as selfless as he was pretending to be. Um, I loved how, oh, I will say that when she finds out that the mistress came and stayed at their house. Yeah, while she was, while, she while was with, she, yeah, with Ainsley, I'd be like, okay, that's it. I'm, yeah, we're yeah. through with this. I'm moving on to this. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Cynthia says, I loved how patient Ainsley was with Jane, and I was glad that she was able to see him for who he really was. Also, I was very happy Walford made it so easy to dislike him in the end, even though he tried righting his wrongs. I also really enjoyed the glimpses into Ainsley's mom's relationship with Leo. Is that a standalone story that's available? No, I think it's, this is the payoff to that story. You just read it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Natalie says, I enjoyed this one. It was nice to read a historical again. I feel like the ending dragged on a bit too long. Yeah, it does kind of have, like, two endings. Because well, it has... Yeah, it does kind of... It has Walford dying, and then it has them still trying to, like, get it together right. afterwards. Because um, it's, like, nine months, you know? It's, like, five months between when yeah. he dies and when they actually get married, so... Uh, okay, Natalie says, I feel like the ending dragged on a bit too long, but I liked both Ainsley and Jane. I just wish we had been, we had seen him fall for her. Yeah, that's true, because we do kind of get him, like, in the midst of it. Um, she says, by the time the book started, he was already there, and I do love to see the progression and that, oh man, I love her moment. I think I might go back and read the first two in this series. I would recommend it. I, I really liked the first two. The second one is definitely my favorite. Um, Jason, singular male listener Jason says, I really enjoyed this book. I thought the husband was a dick, but I think he did at least try to redeem himself at the end. The premise got to me as a man with an ego. As long as I have hands and a mouth, I am not sending her elsewhere for pleasure. (laughs) It was a a weird thing. And he could have, 
the thing is, I guess, he could have been intimate with her without having sex with her. Well, it's like, um, you know, Ainsley says that yeah. during that quote that I read to you about the kiss. It's like, he still has a mouth. He still has hands. Like, he can still show you affection and, and she, you know. And he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do. I, I wish that Walford, and I thought this was going to happen and it didn't. I wish that Walford had kind of like given them his blessing a right, little bit more right. towards the I end. I was thinking that he would too. and Because there's even a point where he, when she comes home, he recognizes that she fell in love with Ainsley. Right. And so the least he could do was be like, I give you guys my blessing to do whatever you want to do after yeah. this. You know, like that's the least he could have done. Um, singular male listener Jason continues. Um, I am not sure I could, so he says, sending her elsewhere for pleasure. I am not sure I could have done it even for a child. I really liked the hero. I thought he was really great. I thought her journey was really sweet as well. Close to a love for me. I think this premise like would never have gotten me to a love, but I do think like, like I said, she does as good with this premise as yeah. like, well, she does way better with it than I thought. Cause I went into it thinking, uh, this, is, this isn't going to work for me. I am yeah. not. I don't see myself getting on board with this. Because I yeah. thought even if he died, it was still... And it was hard. It was still hard for me to be on board when they were falling in love with each other. But mm-hmm. Marta says, Lorraine Heath is an amazing writer. I have enjoyed her other books. Her characters are memorable and the stories are all-encompassing. That being said, the husband was such a devious asshole. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't get past that in the end. He was just too manipulative. Um, Elsa says, I listened to this one on Hoopla and really enjoyed it. I was very concerned about how they were going to end up together because they had to, right? Knowing that Walford had a lady on the side made more sense to me that he wouldn't be interested in his wife. But still, he could have at least kissed her. Ugh, he was so lame. I'm glad she figured out that love was way more than she had with Walford. I liked how she embraced scandal at the end, too, and became much more carefree in Ainsley's world. I will definitely read more by the author. Oh, you definitely should. The Rain Heath is so good. Um, She says, randomly, Hoopla kept playing at super slow speed the first time I would start it up again each day. It was so creepy. Has that happened to anyone else? It sounded like Klingon. (laughs) (laughs) Never happened to me, but I do like sometimes accidentally hit the speed button and I'm like, whoa, why does it sound like they're on crack all of a sudden? (laughs) I've done that before when I've been listening to our podcast and I've sped it up and I was like, oh, wow, we sound so chipper. Chipper. (laughs) (laughs) Which everyone knows we're not. (laughs) You guys are really making me like hate Walford a lot more than I did when I was reading it on my own, but I don't know. I don't, I was angry at him, but I was also... I don't know, so very... I, don't, I think because I saw it coming that he had to be right. an asshole. Well, it's that, kind of, I guess writing the character, it was kind of a fine line because, first of all, if he was that big of a, you know, a-hole, why would Ainsley have been friends with him to begin with? So you have to write a character yeah. that's likable enough that... Well, we, and why would she have fallen in love? Like, right. She thought right. she was in love with him. Right. We don't know for sure right. if she was. So you I have think to write she a character loved him, but. that's likable enough for these people to, you know, have invited him into their lives, but mm-hmm. then he's made terrible choices yeah. <laughs> and yeah, very dickish choices. Um, so it's, it's a credit to her writing that she yeah, was able she, to pull all that together. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then finally, Marcha, hopefully I'm still saying your name right, hon. Uh, she said, I commend the author for her attempt with such an unusual premise of a married heroine with an extramarital match. Whenever I'm not sure whether or not I like a book, I always try to read to at least a third of the way through. By chapter 11, however, I gave up and didn't finish it. I could not get invested in the characters or the story. Things that bothered me. How is Ainsley a duke when he is a third son with older brothers alive? Okay, fine. That got answered in a few chapters later. Um, But wouldn't a duke want his own heir? Fine. That was addressed later as well, but it felt too late for me. Uh, and then, as this is a romance, you're waiting for that HEA, which will only come to pass if Jane's husband dies. So I kept thinking ahead too much and couldn't help and couldn't keep myself in the moment of the scenes of the story. I'm curious to hear other people's opinions to see if I should give it another go. Stay sheltered and healthy, Marcia. I would recommend 
reading the other series, reading it as third in the series, because then it's all explained. Um, if anyone else is wondering, he's a duke because their mother, all these three had brothers a, had th- the same mother, but different fathers. So yeah. she had married Westcliff and had his son. And I don't know, I guess I don't want to give too much of the plot away. While she was married to Westcliff, well, it goes she had over another it the, son. Yeah. And then she married, then Westcliff died. And then she uh, married this Duke Ainsley. And then she had Ainsley. His son. So um, that's how he's a third son, but is the heir to a dukedom. I did have to like, I did have to do a double take on that as to how he, how that worked out. But, um, so that's what everybody had to say on this one. Um, mom, final thoughts on this book. Um, yeah, I had, there were parts I had, I had a hard time getting invested in it in the beginning, but by the end I was invested and happy that it all I think I'm, I'm a bit like Marcia where I couldn't, I couldn't fully invest in the cottage scenes where they were falling in love and the start, the stuff that we were supposed to be swoony over because I was concerned with how it was all going to work out right? and thinking ahead a bit to how it was going to work out. Um, but yeah, so, but I did really enjoy it. I always really enjoy a Lorraine Heath. Like, I don't think I, there's ever been one that I didn't thoroughly enjoy. Um, she is just such a good, thorough, pretty writer. Yeah. Um, and also she's really funny in person <laughs> yeah. as well. Yes. We got to meet her at uh, Comic, er, Comic-Con, at KissCon last year. Yeah. I actually, and I went to an author event too where, uh, she was and I think that this book had just come out because everybody kept going up to her and being like oh my gosh I bawled through like the whole book which I didn't bawl at all but um anyway so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Waking Up with Duke by Lorraine Heath we would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page our Facebook group which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On May the 4th Be With You, we'll be discussing Aisha at Last by Uzma Jalaluddin. Um, remember you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show and we just love reading them. Okay. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome, Ellen. Anytime. Go have fun with your guests that aren't there. I don't have guests. Shh. <laughs> All right. Bye. bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.